Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you are new here or welcome back. In case you are new here, I'm a fourth year student, student, I'm a fourth year student studying psychology and commerce at the University of British Columbia. And this is my last semester before I graduate. So very exciting stuff. I hope you are doing well. Welcome back to another episode. Stoked to be here. Let's get into a rosebud and thorn right away. This is something that I like to do every single episode. A rose is a good thing that's happened. A bud is something that I'm looking forward to. And a thorn is something maybe that's not so good that happened. I am going to start with my thorn. My thorn is that I have not slept a lot the last two nights. And by not sleeping a lot, let me just tell you, I typically nowadays go to bed at 9.30 p.m. and I wake up at 6 a.m. So that's eight and a half hours of sleep. That's quite a lot. And uh, yeah, so usually when I'm off my routine, I'm like off my routine. So the last two nights, I've just had a Zoom meeting at night. I was hanging out with my boyfriend the other night. I slept at 11 and I woke up at six for both nights. So that's only seven hours of sleep. So I am feeling extremely exhausted today. Like even right now, this morning when I was in class, right now as I'm filming, I can feel my eyelids just getting heavier and heavier and I am just very tired. So tonight, I think I'm going to sleep early and just get a good night of sleep. My rose is that I literally just came home from being on campus and having class and stuff like that. And today I had lunch with a friend that I have not seen since first semester. And I thought that, you know, right now, I've said this a couple times, but these next few weeks before I graduate, I'm trying to see all my friends again and just catch up with them one last time before I graduate so that I can kind of end off my university chapter. So this was like one of the first meals that I've had and I was catching up with this friend and it was just like such a nice time and I I am so happy and pleased with how much we've both grown as individuals. I've been friends with this person for almost seven years now I want to say so it's been like a really long time and it was really nice to see the change and the growth and the maturity in both of us so it was very nice very wholesome also I saw a bunch of people on campus for once and it was really nice it was like very reminiscent of old times because I feel like nowadays in COVID either people aren't on campus as often or you know just with the mask you can't really see people but Today, I got to catch up with a lot of people that I saw, and it was just it was just cool to see people again. It has been a while. I feel like before COVID, you would see a lot of people just out of the blue and not planned. But more recently, these past few years, or this year in general, I've had to really plan specifically when I want to see people, and that's the only time that I'll see people. So yeah, a nice change of pace. Very, very fun to see people again after just such a long time. My bud is I am looking forward to this summer. I'm looking forward to the end of university for sure. I feel like I'm ready for this chapter to be over. While I am sad that it will be, I'm also very excited for what's to come. And that will be in a podcast episode very, very soon. So yeah, that's my rosebud in the thorn for today. Had a pretty good day. I'm just a little bit tired, so I'm probably, I might not be as chatty today, you know? But for today's episode, I thought it would be really fun to take the Enneagram personality test. So one of my episodes a while ago, I did the Myers-Briggs personality test 
on the podcast. And I had done that test before, so I knew somewhat of what my results were, although my results changed a lot. And I just thought that was a really, really fun podcast episode. I'm going to do the Enneagram personality test. I've actually never taken this test before. I've definitely heard of it. A lot of people, you know, say they're a one or a two. I don't really know what that means, to be honest. I've, I feel like this test isn't as popular as the Myers-Briggs, so people don't take it as often. So I've never taken this one. But we're going to take this test together and I'm going to see what I get. So the Enneagram personality test will show you which of the nine personality types suit you best. And let's get started. Okay, so the first question is, I strive for perfection. I definitely am going to put a little bit inaccurate. Oh, so the scale this time goes from inaccurate, middle, neutral, middle, accurate. So there's five boxes. So I put myself as between neutral and inaccurate for this one. Uh, More recently, I've definitely just been like a get this done and it's better than not because I feel like a lot of people struggle with perfection nowadays and they're scared to get started even. Whereas I'm like a person that's like, let's just do it and figure it out and fine tune along the way which is both good and bad in its own in its own case. I work hard to be helpful to others, going to put very accurate. I just strive to help others. I think it's a very integral part of who I am, to be honest. I just think it's who I am. It is important to me that other people like me. I'm going to put uh, somewhat inaccurate. I've definitely let go of this a lot this past year, for sure. Um, I'm going to tell you a story. So, on Tuesday, which was just this past week, I I was trying to come up with an outfit to go to school because, you know, more recently I've been a little more obsessed with the makeup and the fashion and just like looking nice for myself, right? And I don't know why, but I wanted to French braid my hair in the double French braids and put a hat on because it was cold out. And for some reason, I was just so in my head on Tuesday about oh, what will people think of me? Like, are people going to think I look weird? And all this ridiculous stuff. When like, I think I look good with French braids and a beanie. It also doesn't really matter to me if these people think I look good or not. Like, I'm not really here to impress them. And like, I had thought about it for so long throughout the day. I ended up still going with that outfit because I was like, oh, it's too late now. I got to go to school. But the whole day I was thinking like, oh my God, are people looking at me weird and all this stuff. And then by the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Like this genuinely doesn't matter. Like who's going to remember this in the long term? Like they're not even going to remember me in five minutes after they leave this class. Like some of most of these people don't even know my name. Like who cares? And I just like really kept nailing myself to the fact that like people don't really care people are mostly too caught up with themselves to even care about what you're up to. And that sounds kind of sad, but it's the truth, especially if you don't know them, if they're not your friends, like no one's going to remember. It is important to me to achieve great things. I'm going to put somewhat accurate. Um, I think that like obviously great things is very vague. So I say somewhat accurate in that I want to achieve my goals and great goals in life, but you know, I make more significant contributions than the average person. Ooh, I'm going to put somewhat accurate only because especially today we I was working on my group project for one of my classes and 
we ended up like we were supposed to write an article summary and we ended up going with my article summary like everyone did one and then we kind of just like meshed them all together but all my group members kind of thought that mine was written the best so I will say that I make significant contributions I guess but that's only because I had this event today I feel my emotions very deeply. I'm going to put neutral. I definitely can have very emotional days, but I wouldn't say I'm like, I wouldn't say that my emotions control me. For sure, I control my emotions. I have a sense that other people will never truly understand me. Uh, Somewhat inaccurate. I've grown to know about, like, I've grown to realize that people, everyone goes through the same issues almost, especially when, I come from Vancouver and I come from a very specific population of people like a lot of people go through the same issues and you're not as alone as you feel which is very nice so most of the time if you open out up about something that you're struggling about chances are that someone else has felt somewhat like that too I think deeply about things I'm gonna put somewhat accurate I think I can think deeply about certain things, but other things I can also take at face value. It just depends on what it is. Like, you know, recently I've been thinking, this is weird. I think a lot about myself deeply in that, like, I try to reflect about if I was a good person that day, if I like who I was that day, and if I would improve anything. And also I think deeply about what my actions are doing to get me towards my goals and if the people I surround myself with are getting me towards my goals and all this kind of stuff. So those kinds of things I think deeply about, but if they're like trivial things, I don't really pay attention to them that much. They don't really matter to me. I am prepared for any disaster. I'm going to put, I'm going to put neutral. I think I definitely like to think of a lot of different consequences of something if it happens, but not any disaster for sure. It is important to me to avoid pain and suffering at all times. I'm going to put somewhat accurate. I've always been that way. I think I'm just like naturally I like to go to the more comfortable path but this year I'm really trying to challenge myself with that. I seek out experiences that I know will make me feel happy or excited. I'm going to put accurate. Um, I like to do things that make me happy. I see the positive in every situation. Also going to put accurate. I'm a very optimistic person. I am not afraid to tell someone when I think they are wrong. I'm going to put somewhat inaccurate for sure. I am this week. I've been challenged with my two weaknesses. My first one is I'm really bad at delegating just tasks, responsibilities and stuff like that. And then the second thing that I'm bad at is giving feedback to people. Sometimes I just tend to suck it up. And this week I was challenged with doing both of those things at work and I had a really hard time. So I think I can be quite afraid that I'm going to offend someone or like make them mad if I give them feedback about something or whatever. I let other people make the decisions. Going to put someone inaccurate. I think I'm a quite decisive person. Okay, next one. Oh, there's a lot of pages. I appreciate having rules that people are expected to follow. Definitely somewhat accurate. I like having the unexpected. I love having the expected for sure. I'm concerned about security more than anything else. Um, I'm going to put somewhat inaccurate. Maybe I'll put neutral, I think. Um, I'm definitely concerned about security, but not more than anything else. I think it would just be like equal with like happiness and personal fulfillment. I think a lot about what will happen in the future. Uh, somewhat 
In a, no, somewhat accurate, I think. Um, I used to be a really bad ruminator and always thinking about the past, but more recently, because I'm graduating, I think right now I'm thinking a lot about the future. I don't fit in with ordinary people. <laughs> what the heck? Um, I will say neutral. I think I'm definitely above average, but I'm not like a spectacular person by any means. Not in like a condescending way. I just mean like I'm not an Olympic speed skater. You know what I mean? There is rarely a good reason for changing how things are done. I'm going to put somewhat inaccurate. I think, mm, although I am a person of habit and routine, maybe I'll put neutral. I definitely can lean back on routines and habits because they're easy and easy to follow, but I will also be willing to change something if it makes it more effective. I always finish my chores. I'm going to put accurate. I just do. I'm always trying to be a better person. Accurate for sure. I check carefully for mistakes and errors. I'm going to put somewhat inaccurate. The only ever comment I would get at parent-teacher conferences when I was a kid in elementary school is that I would not check my work because I was a person that liked to rush through my work and just get it done versus like slowing down and checking my work for mistakes and stuff because I would always make like silly mistakes because I did it too fast that's always been a thing of me it's just something I can't help it I like to be around people who I can help that's somewhat accurate I like to feel that I'm an in-person I like to feel that I am an important person in my social groups for sure. I think somewhat accurate, especially nowadays that my social groups are much smaller. Before I used to feel like I was just a side character in those big friend groups. But now that I've like kind of picked and chosen who I want to be friends with and who I want to spend my energy on, I do want to feel like an important person because you want to feel reciprocated, right? It is important to me to be successful. I'm going to put somewhat accurate. I mean, success looks different for everyone. So for me, success is definitely just personal happiness and feeling fulfilled and satisfied with my life not doesn't really have to do anything with money or status or anything like that don't really mind the organizations I belong to would not function well without me I'm gonna put somewhat accurate I'm thinking of my job for sure like I think I play a very integral role in that place in that environment I often feel overtaken by my emotions inaccurate I don't I was honestly thinking about this like yesterday. I don't know the last time that I cried, like genuinely cried. I can't remember. And it has been a while, which is really weird because there was a period in my life. I think it was like February of 2019 or 2018, February 2019. It would be 2019. I cried like every other day. I, I even had it in my habit tracker in my bullet journal at the time. I remember this so vividly. I tracked when I would cry and I had so many dots during that month because I cried so much. I have always felt different from other people. I'm going to put somewhat accurate. Sometimes I, I think it's just that I grew up in a very homogenous environment though. So that like everyone else is the same, but I felt different. I think if I were exposed to more different people when I was little, that wouldn't really be the case, but just because of the way that I grew up in a private school with a very catered environment and type of people, I definitely feel like I was a little bit different in that crowd. I like to analyze things from every angle, somewhat accurate. I always have a plan for what I would do if things go wrong, somewhat accurate for sure. I avoid situations that bring up negative feelings, 
Um, I'm put neutral. It depends. Negative feelings. I mean, like, I definitely wouldn't want to bring up a fight with my boyfriend or with my mom. So I do avoid those kinds of situations. But it's not like I'm, I don't think many things bring me negative feelings anymore. So there's not really much to avoid. I seek excitement. Somewhat accurate. All right, next page. I am good at seeing the bright side of things when others complain. Accurate, for sure. I do not hesitate to call people out when they are behaving badly. Uh, somewhat inaccurate. As I said, I'm not a confrontational person at all. I just, I, like, I would rather just suck it up than, um, like, deal with, than, like, call them out. Because I think, like, if it's a person that I don't really care about, like, it's just someone that I met for the first time or like someone that I'm only going to know for a couple weeks, then like why bother going through so much effort trying to like change them and stuff when you're only going to know them for a little bit. But if it's someone that I really care about, it will definitely take me a lot of time, but I think I would bring it up. I go along with other what other people want. Neutral. I used to be such a doormat, but now I'm a little bit better. People should follow the rules instead of doing what they feel like doing. Um, I mean, I'll say neutral because rules do bring us safety and positivity in this society. Without rules, that'd be crazy. But I don't think you always have to go by the book. I seek out relationships that offer me some type of protection. I'll say somewhat inaccurate. Um, That's not like the main reason why I get into a relationship. I can clearly visualize what could happen in the future. Somewhat accurate. I... I used to genuinely think I was like a fortune teller because when I was little in my mind, I would have these vivid imaginations of what like a situation that might occur in the future. And I used to think that I was a fortune teller because I could see these things. I don't think many of them came true actually, but it was weird. Average people often find me a bit weird. I'll say neutral. I'm definitely, I think I'm just like more myself and I think that's very weird nowadays because people like to water themselves down to please others I guess but I don't really bother it's fine (laughs) I like to do things as I've always done them accurate so accurate I persist until a task is done uh somewhat inaccurate I think I'm a very like flipsy flopsy person like if I can't get something right away I might switch to something else and let that first task percolate in my mind and then I'll come back to it because I find that when you take a little bit of time off of something that you're stuck on that's when you find the solution uh when I used to be in comp sci and I had to do those assignments like every week if I couldn't figure something else I would just close it and just like think about it another time just because like I feel like if you're in that stubborn mood of like constantly trying to get the solution, you just don't have the right perspective with finding it. I spend time trying to discover and correct my faults and weaknesses. Accurate. I've been doing that a lot more recently. I hold myself to very high standards. I'll say somewhat accurate. I'm a natural caretaker. Accurate for sure. I'm like the mom of the group. I want people to admire me. Uh, I'll say somewhat accurate. What I've realized is I do actually really like when kids or like people admire me and not in like a narcissistic way, but I think just in like a, when I was little, I really, really enjoyed looking up to other people. I remember when I was in summer camp, every year I would go to the same summer camp, but the volunteers and the leaders would change up the summer camp, obviously. 
So every year I had like my favorite summer camp leader of that year and I would just look up to them so much and like get to know them and what they're doing in their life and stuff like that and I just think like those kind of really personable relationships are things that I want as well now that I'm a little bit older too. I want to achieve a lot in my life accurate for sure. I think I've been a lot more ambitious recently. If I am honest I feel that I am a bit better than other people. I'll put neutral. This is going to come off as like I'm very conceited but whoops I feel a deep sense of grief for what I have lost uh somewhat inaccurate I used to be much more of a nostalgic person and a ruminator like going back and looking at old high school pictures or pictures from my old relationship and it's just not the move if you're the person doing that right now it is not the move if you delete those and let yourself move on you will for sure grow into such a better person I promise you I am an unusual sort of person I'll put neutral I take time to understand things more deeply than most people do. I will also put neutral. I think I'm just half-half on like depending on what the situation is. It is important to me to be prepared for any emergency, somewhat accurate. I distract myself from any sad feelings that arise, also somewhat accurate. I think if I feel sad, I will usually take myself out to do things that I know will make me happy like going to the gym or going to read outside and all this kind of stuff. I don't like to let myself mope around because usually like if I'm sad I will cry when I'm at home at night in my bed so don't want to do more of that than needed. I often make changes in my life when things get boring. I'll say somewhat inaccurate. I don't I think my life is I don't think I'm a constantly seeking adventure kind of person so I tend to be more optimistic than more people for sure accurate I tell people what I think even if it's hard to hear I'll say somewhat inaccurate I would rather follow the group than push for what I want also inaccurate I feel most comfortable in organizations with a clear hierarchy hmm uh yeah I will say somewhat accurate What I realized about group projects that I really don't like is that like no one is no one wants to step on each other's toes, obviously, because you don't know these people very well. You know, for my group project, for one of my classes, especially, it's like randomly assigned. So we don't know each other and we're trying not to offend each other, but also trying to get our work done. So it's really hard to like do tasks when there's not a clear delegation of tasks for each group member and like there's no hierarchy if that makes sense i take measures to protect myself and my loved ones from harm somewhat accurate i make plans for many years into the future somewhat inaccurate i used to but then covid hit and now i don't i am an unusually unique person i will say neutral (laughs) i dislike trying new methods or procedures somewhat accurate for sure if i feel like something is good I can be kind of stubborn and not want to change my ways. I focus on my responsibilities and duties. Accurate. I read books that help me be more productive or better at what I do. Also accurate. I love self-help books. I love books. I'm reading Kindness Now by Amanda Gilbert. I'm not really reading it. I'm just like doing the daily journal prompts that come in that book. And it has been so much fun. I love doing daily journal prompts from... It's just... I love like reflecting and then also the fact that you don't know what questions are coming up. I think it's the fact that I don't have to choose the questions makes it a lot easier for myself for sure. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things right, somewhat inaccurate. 
I used to, I think, be very hard on myself. But more recently, I think it's just the fourth year in me. I'm just like so chill now. I don't really mind. I take the initiative to help other people and make their lives easier. I'll say neutral. I used to be a very like, I would go out of my way to make sure other people in my life are okay. But that would cut into my own okayness. So I would like sacrifice my own health, mental health or whatever to help others before helping myself. And I've realized like that is just not the way. You have to take care of yourself first before you can be a good helper to your partner or to your friends or to your parents. So that's very important. I put in the effort to make a good impression on other people. Also somewhat accurate. I set ambitious goals for myself. Accurate. I'm in, in, I am an important member in my social groups. I'll say somewhat accurate. I've definitely felt like the side character for a lot of my friendship groups before, but more recently it's been better. I can describe my emotions in a lot of depth and detail. I think somewhat inaccurate. I'm not very good at describing my emotions and sometimes I don't feel good at talking at all. <laughs> I often feel like an outsider. Uh, neutral? Somewhat inaccurate, I will say. I find my mind to be a very interesting place. I'll say somewhat accurate. Sometimes if I go on like thought tangents and there's no one there to stop me, I can go real far. <laughs> I'm always aware of what can go wrong in a situation. Uh, somewhat accurate. I have many ways of avoiding situations that get me down. Uh, also somewhat accurate. I just think that like the routine that I've developed for myself now keeps me happy and keeps me lifted. So if I stay in that, then yeah, I'm avoiding situations that make me down. I'm always up for a new adventure. Somewhat accurate. I believe that things usually work out for the best. Definitely accurate. Just letting things be is truly the lesson that I've learned this year. I stand up for what I believe in, even if it upsets other people. Somewhat accurate. I let other people take the lead. I'm going to say neutral. It depends. In a group project, I can really be like the follower or the leader, just depending on the other people in my group. You know, if the other people in my group are like slacking, then yeah, I will step up and like tell people what to do. But if not, I can also just be like a follower. I dislike people who disrupt things by breaking the rules. Somewhat accurate for sure. I make alliances with people who can help me stay safe and secure. Somewhat accurate. I am often looking ahead towards what is coming next. For sure. Me. Yes. I have different interests than most people. Um, I mean, like, my interests are podcasting and content creation. So, somewhat accurate. But then otherwise, like, I like going to the gym and I like stationary that's pretty basic stuff somewhat accurate i think the traditional way of doing things is the best way uh inaccurate definitely not there's a lot of better methods nowadays i'm a responsible and reliable person agree for sure i have a lot of plans for how i can improve myself also agree i make sure that even the small details are correct uh neutral sometimes you just gotta like let go of the small stuff i feel I enjoy caring for others and their needs. Uh, somewhat accurate. I want to be a person that others can look up to. Accurate for sure. I push myself to succeed. Accurate. Okay. We're on page six out of seven now. So we're almost done. I make important contributions to my community. I'll say neutral. I rarely have strong emotions. Somewhat accurate. I feel I never truly belong in social groups. 
Uh, neutral. Neutral. Yeah. I want to learn as much as I can about the how the world works. Accurate for sure. I think that's like one of the reasons why I was so drawn to psychology in the first place is that like it truly is just a discipline about learning about others and just how the world works. And I thought that was very interesting. It is important for me to understand what can go wrong in a situation. I'll say neutral. I take steps to ensure I don't feel sad or lonely. Somewhat accurate, I guess. Yeah. Trying new things keeps life interesting. Accurate for sure. Do you know how interesting my life is now that I try new fitness classes? It's been very interesting. I am an upbeat person. Accurate. I'm usually the one to take a stand when others won't. Also accurate. Other people have stronger opinions than I do. Um, I think I have strong opinions, but I just don't voice them actively a lot, depending on what it is. Because I'm not like a type of person that voices my opinions all the time on my Instagram stories or whatever and sharing all these kinds of things. Because I think a lot of those times it's like not the best way. I do think I have strong opinions about things for sure, but I just don't always voice them. It'll just maybe come up in conversation with someone. So I think I'll put neutral. Everyone has a role to play in society and a duty to do their best. Somewhat accurate. I am concerned with protecting what I have. I don't have much. What am I protecting? My clothes? Maybe. <laughs> uh, neutral, I guess. I have a good sense of what my future holds. Somewhat inaccurate. No idea what my future holds, to be honest. I am an average person with ordinary likes and dislikes. I'll put neutral. I try new ways of doing things just to see if they will work. Somewhat inaccurate. I have a great deal of willpower. I will say I think willpower and discipline is one of my strong suits. That's definitely something that I'm really good at. And self-improvement is a major interest of mine for sure. Very accurate. Okay, last page. Ooh, love languages survey. We are currently doing research into... Oh, wait, no, this is optional. Actually, let's just do it for sure, for fun. Imagine you are in your ideal relationship. What does your partner do to make you feel loved? Check all that apply. Um, shares. So here's the whole list. Helps me with personal care and grooming. I don't really think that would, I don't really need that. Runs errands for me. Mm, no, I don't think so. Finds fun things for us to do together. I like doing that though. Shares their worries and fears is definitely one. Encourages me to treat myself, maybe. Is happy to just spend time with me. That's def for, for sure one. Gives me kisses and hugs. I like that. Gives me thoughtful advice, for sure. Looks after our children and other family members. Yes. Supports me when I'm feeling down. Yes. Makes room in our budget for the items that are important to me. I don't really mind about that. Compliments me on my appearance. Mm. Initiates sexual intimacy values my opinions on things hmm. yeah I don't think this is part of the quiz but I think they're just doing research into like love languages and also enneagrams and the correlation between the two the last is what is your gender female and what is your age 18 to 25 let's get my results <gasps> it's calculating I'm very excited see my results I'm ready to click it oh wait what does this mean i have to buy the report are you serious okay so oh i'm a seven 
But what is so interesting is that my seven section and my three section are almost tied. Oh, it has little numbers. My seven section is 98 and my three section is 95. So I'm pretty much a cross between those two. My next largest is eight, which is 88, and then five, which is 77. Nine is 71, six is 63, and my smallest are two and four. So I'm gonna Google another like Enneagram score report. Oh wait, no, there's an Enneagram here. So I'm a seven. Let's take a look. So here are the nine types. One is the perfectionist, two is the giver, three is the achiever, four is the individualist, five is the investigator, six is the skeptic, seven is the enthusiast, eight is the challenger, and nine is the peacemaker. So sevens are defined by their desire to experience everything life has to offer with while avoiding pain and boredom. They appear to others to be lively, fun-loving, and hedonistic. Sevens are often very busy people who bounce from one activity to another in their quest to squeeze every possible bit of enjoyment out of life. The deepest fear is seven's fear getting stuck in a rut and missing out on a good life. They cope with this fear by constantly seeking out exciting novel and fun experiences. Core motivation, more than anything, sevens want to avoid feeling bored, sad, or uninspired. When I'm reading this, I'm like, I don't know if I totally agree because Yes, I do want to experience life, but I don't think I'm like actively bouncing from one activity to the other like this is saying. Um, I definitely do try to avoid feeling bored, sad, or uninspired. I think one of the worst feelings in the world for me is when I'm feeling uninspired, particularly relating to YouTube. Like when I was in my YouTube rut a couple of weeks ago, it hit me so hard and I was so just out of it for so long. So maybe this is me. I don't know. So key personality traits of the seven, always on the go, wide range of interests, childlike enthusiasm and energy, curious, sparkling eyes, many ongoing professional and creative projects, upbeat and optimistic, glass half full outlook, and well-liked and popular among peers. Ooh, okay, I definitely would agree with this more now that I'm reading a bit more. I definitely have a childlike enthusiasm and energy. I feel like I'm 12 most of the time. Uh, upbeat and optimistic, I would say that's me for sure. And I have a wide range of interests. Yeah. Let's see. So sevens make up 9% of the population. Am I rare? Let's read. Enneagram type seven. Oh, in depth. Okay, sorry. Just got distracted. Wide-eyed and filled to the brim with endless energy, enthusiasts are the playful and busy optimists of the world. Their relentless curiosity for new information and experiences play into their often impressive stories and gift for gab. At the end of a workday, their minds are often still buzzing with new ideas to explore. They are charming storytellers with a passion for many different hobbies and see the glass as half full. Bright and expressive, enthusiasts see the world as their playground and can be considered the internal children of the Enneagram. Seven seek pleasure and excitement as a way to distract from the darker, more painful aspects of life. They belong to the head-based triad of the Enneagram along with types five and six. Unlike the six who face fear in a straightforward way, sevens are motivated to repress and ignore fears in order in favor of positive experiences. On the outside, this thrill-seeking type may appear fearless, but it is when sevens learn to embrace their fears that they truly grow. 
Upbeat and optimistic, sevens can easily reframe negative emotions into positive ones. Internally, they downplay negative experiences and look for silver linings. When healthy, sevens are extremely uplifting and inspiring people. When less healthy, this type may show show up as out of touch with reality or even narcissistic. Oh, that's me. <laughs> sevens are often very imaginative and creative. They excel in coming up with new ideas and initiating experiences. However, they can struggle with focus and self-discipline. So I think maybe that's why I wing, what was the one? I wing five so much because I am somewhat this, but somewhat not. Let's see. So growth tips for the Enneagram, Enneatype sevens. Slow down and experience the moment. Sevens like to stay busy to distract themselves from feelings of discomfort. Because of this, this may not allow enough time to relax and be present. Actually, this is definitely one thing I've heard before. One thing that my boyfriend has told me that he told me I should focus on is like when I'm being productive and filling up my schedule, like if I am actually being productive or if I'm just like being busy for the sake of being busy. And I really thought that was very interesting because like, that's very true. I think I've packed my schedule so much because like, just because so that I wouldn't have to not be busy, you know? Learn to see the value of pain. Sevens grow when they learn to see that there's beauty in darkness. Painful emotions aren't necessarily bad. When you feel the need to distract yourself from pain, stop and check in with yourself and how you actually feel. Ooh, that's definitely for sure. Um, I think early on to the, my relationship with my boyfriend, I would avoid fights as much as possible. And I think I'm somewhat still like that to an extent. So yeah, that's for me for sure. Be willing to go deep. When sevens share their authentic self with the world, they can form deep and meaningful relationships. But if you aren't willing to go below the surface, then your relationships will never be more than surface level. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and have hard conversations when necessary. Get comfortable with solitude. Sevens tend to be extroverted and attracted to experiences that offer large amounts of sensory stimulation. But the more time you spend with yourself, the more self-aware you become. I think I'm not really, that doesn't really apply to me because I do spend a lot of time by myself. The last one, practice active listening. Rather than listening to other people with intent to respond, practice listening to understand. Not every statement needs an immediate response. Take time to consider what other people are saying and focus on crafting more thoughtful and empathetic responses. That is definitely me. I'm trying to work on that. I've been more trying to work on that my whole relationship with my boyfriend. Okay, the last part is type seven in relationships. Oh, Moana was a type seven. Oh my God. But okay, the last part is type seven in relationships. And then I want to go over type five because I was so close with those two. Enneagram type sevens are a fun, enthusiastic, romantic partner to have, and they tend to be independent as well as creative in terms of planning for adventures, working on a number of projects with speed and talent, and keeping their spouse and themselves entertained. However, in this frenzy, they tend to miss details. They also tend to deny their anxiousness, which causes them to skip anything that isn't easy. It can also cause them to overdue and to be selfish in getting their needs met first and let's face it it can be hard for a less energized type to keep up with this pace of extroversion since sevens are almost always keeping their minds and bodies extraordinarily busy oh my god that's literally me um what sentence hit me the most was they also tend to deny their anxiousness which causes them to skip anything that isn't easy it can also cause them to overdo and to be selfish in getting their needs met first that was actually one of the first fights I ever had with my boyfriend was that I was selfish and that I was always getting my needs met, but his weren't always met. And that was really hard to hear the first time, but 
Wow. However, what goes up must come down and eventually a seven in a relationship will have to do the work that it takes to keep a relationship afloat, which whether that means contributing to a savings fund, slowing down and doing chores or facing the actual anxiety that lies beyond their joy and fun. This is no simple process considering their spouses also often expect them to carry the joy into their relationship. However, with as all with what? However, as with all processes, there must be a balance and a titration of one's gifts with one's virtues, which in the case of seven are joyful exuberance and sobriety in turn. Sevens do well to slow down a few paces each day, to work on some lower intensity workouts, to monitor food portions, to say no more, and to rest at least for a little while every day. They also do well to slow their thoughts down by journaling with a pen and paper and taking a walk with their spouse to talk out their issues with less anxiety. A mature seven also enjoys spiritual time where they can release stress to a higher power or turn to meditation. Additionally, a mature seven can find peace and rest by allowing life's plans to unfold instead of theirs, even if it feels boring or painful. This process may even help them to realize slowing down and living with moderation instead of gluttony can take care of a fair amount of the relationship pain they were running from. In marriage, they can also work on self-soothing behavior so they can listen better. Wow, I feel heard for sure. Let's take a look at five since that was the other one. Let me check that that was the one that was for me. It was, I think. Oh, no, it's three. Seven and three. Whoops. Three is the achiever. Threes are defined by their desire to be significant and to distinguish themselves through their achievements. To others, threes appear confidence at confident, ambitious, and goal-oriented. They are unsure of their innate self-worth and look for validation through their accomplishments. Threes are typically very image-focused. It is important to them that others see them as successful. Threes fear being insignificant or a failure. To cope with this fear, they look for ways to win in life, reassuring themselves that they are valuable. Type threes are motivated by a need for attention and admiration. They strive to be successful and significant to avoid feeling worthless. I think... This is going to be weird. I think this part of me comes from like my trauma from my childhood, to be honest, um, because this does hit part of me, but it's definitely like not the part of me that I like or control. Uh, I do. I think like one of my other fatal flaws is that I do sometimes do things for attention. And I do think that genuinely when I've reflected on it, comes from my childhood and my childhood trauma and just like what I had to deal with so yeah (laughs) I don't know what else to say uh key personality traits of the three jam-packed schedules and meetings refined taste and outer appearance oh my god it's me impressive range of accomplishments extremely busy and on the go charismatic makes good first impressions I think it's very interesting that like I'm so far off like one is three and one is seven because I think what's more common is that like you wing the numbers that are close to each other so like two wing three three wing four etc but I've never seen this where you wing something that's so far away I don't know if that really has anything to do with it but the growth tips for any types three slow down oh my god not like I haven't heard this before. Practice active listening. Oh my God. Not like I haven't heard this before. Embrace vulnerability. Practice mindfulness. Examine your thoughts and feelings. Uh, 
I I need to think about this a little more. I I see because I have never taken this test, I didn't really know what to expect and I didn't even know what the personality types were. So I definitely think this is very interesting. I think that I definitely can struggle with mindfulness and being vulnerable a lot of times if something is on my mind, but I'm not really fully ready to get into it. I'll just cover it up like it doesn't exist. Exist? I can't talk anymore. But oh my, I feel weird. I don't know what to feel. Um, I do feel like my core traits are being ripped out of me. <laughs> but I do do I do agree with the enneagrams that are given to me. Three and seven are definitely ones that I have. That's like definitely me. I think that's so interesting. I also just think it's interesting that I'm very high in a lot of other ones. So it might just be like how I was feeling today, you know? Um, But that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you got to know me a little bit better. You got to know about my fatal flaws as a person. So we're getting real vulnerable up in here. I will see you in my next episode. Bye.